just always think outside the box, you know, don't label yourself as anything or don't think of yourself as just what you're doing at this time. I feel like a lot of times too I did that, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm a fitness instructor, like that's what I am, you know, I don't see myself doing anything else, you know, and then, you know, once you, you're able to just see yourself out of the labels and out of the box, you know, a lot of things can happen just naturally. Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblett, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hello, hello, hello. Happy July, everybody. I'm really pumped for this month's guest. She is a beautiful woman that I met uh, about a year or so ago in Miami through another friend. And she has a wonderful personal story and is creating one of my favorite snacks out there. And it's granola, but it's not just any type of granola. And I will let Miss Lolita Pasquale tell you all about it. Hey, Thalita, how are you? Hi, Cynthia. Well, thank you so much for such a welcoming, I mean, such a warm welcoming. Um, I'm so glad to be here and I'm doing great. How are you? All is good. Um, I am getting ready to do a little road trip. So I was at the store picking up snacks a few days ago and uh, it had me thinking about you. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been wanting to share your story for such a while now. And I got onto your social and then I was looking at your website and you've just made such like dramatic changes like with your packaging and everything. So I'm just super pumped to hear about Thank everything. you. Thank you so much. Yes, I guess when we met, it was just like really the beginning of all of this, right? And it was like the beginning of the whole COVID thing. And I was just like, I guess, um, focus in making this granola business a real business. So a lot has changed, um, since I think when, since we first met and even from the last time we saw each other, you know, so for sure. Yeah. I came a long way with my business. I'm really excited. I'm still learning a lot, you know, um, Mm -hmm. but it's been a fun process, so I couldn't be more happy about it. Well, very cool. Well, let's kind of um, dial it back a little bit and dive into your background. Um, uh, you are from Brazil originally, um, yes, and then moved to the states. I think you're in New York and in the health and wellness industry. So, um, really, why don't you start your story off wherever you would like it to begin and, and yeah, lead us sure. up to the up to the moment where you know you fell in love with granola and wanted to make it a business. Yeah. So it's, it's funny because like looking back, I've always been such a snacker and I've always loved, um, I've just loved to munch on things, you know, I've always been like that since a little girl, like my grandfather always used to tell me that I used to eat like a bird cause I love nuts and seeds and grains and things like that. Um, Then fast forward, I got into fitness. Um, I was a personal trainer for almost 15 years. um, And I've always been very, I guess, not always, but, you know, most part of my life, I've been very conscious about eating well and what I put in my body and things like that. 
So, um, I guess like around 15 years ago, um, I kind of started making my own granola because I found out that, um, granola, which is one of my favorite foods has so much sugar, you know, the most conventional granolas has so much mm-hmm. sugar and different types of oils and things like that. And I just remember like being in New York and going to like a Starbucks one day and I was just getting into reading nutritional labels. And then I picked up this parfait, which I thought was a super healthy like option, which was just yogurt with granola. And when I looked into the nutritional value, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is kind of like it's worse than eating a candy bar, you know, mm-hmm. you with sugar, um, so much carbs, so much preservatives, um, that I just was like, wow, I thought I was eating something healthy because, you know, granola represents cereal and, uh, you know, it's supposed to be something that you look at it and you think it's going to be healthy. Um, but it's most of the time it's not. So then from that moment, I kind of started making my own granola I never really saw myself um, making it as a business or even thought that I would, you know, make a granola good enough to like even sell it. You know, it was just kind of more for my own use. And then about um, maybe like two years ago, two to three years ago, um, I got really into trying to be creative and creating new recipes and things like that. And at the time I had my own personal training business. Um, So I had a lot of clients and I used to teach classes in many different areas in Miami. So I, um, once I started making this um, new recipes, it's kind of like granola is the type of thing that you don't make just for yourself, right? You make it as a batch. So I would be like stuck with like a bunch of like granola from like, you know, my experience, my experiments. And, and then I would just give it out to clients and into the classes. I would just take it to class to like a post-workout snack kind of thing. And then people really, you know, started complimenting and were interested in buying it. And at the moment I was a little bit resistant and I was like, no, 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 I'm not selling. Like, you know, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a fitness instructor. That's what I do. Um, I never really saw myself going that way. Like I told you, and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like everything else in my life, I think things happen very organically. So I kind of like, was like, okay, maybe I should give this a try. So I started working on like, you know, just how can I make this, um, like a homemade product, you know, like how can I package, how can I, what should I name it? And and, it, you know, to be very honest, it's called Tinola. And I have, I don't even remember how I came up with the name. I just, you know, I just feel like it has always been like this kind of thing. Like, I don't even remember like making an effort to like come up with a name. And then Tinola just, you know, kind of got like, you know, um, known amongst my friends and, and clients and things like that. Um, and then they, I was just making it you know, as like a side hustle kind of thing. Right. Um, then about two years ago, I took on a full-time job that was also in uh, fitness related. Um, but it was a nine to five job and I kind of had to put that aside. And I was just like, you know what, maybe like, you know, I also started like looking into like 
all the all the work that you have to put into creating a food business. And I'm like, maybe it's just not for me, you know? And so I put that aside and then COVID happened and then COVID came. Um, I got let go of my job and I saw myself as I think, you know, millions of people also kind of were like, what am I going to do now? And I had already left all my clients and kind of, you know, um, at the time too, nobody was really like, you know, everyone, we didn't know what this whole COVID thing was going to be. So it's not like I would be, it would be easy for me to just go and start finding new clients, um, in the middle of the chaos that we were living. So I was just like, you know, the only thing that I have under my sleeve right now, I guess it's the granola. So I'm just going to start baking it again. And that's what I started doing. And because I had a following on my social media with fitness, um, it was kind of like it was it opened the door for me to just be able to um, advertise my product. And I was just, you know, doing local deliveries in Miami and people were definitely, you know, concerned about going to supermarkets and things like that. So it was um, a great opportunity. And I think it was like the starting point. It was how you know, it was how things really started. And, and that's, um, I guess like two months in like the whole, I guess COVID thing happened uh, around March. And I think it was like on May that I decided, I was like, you know what, we're two months in, like my sales were, you know, pretty high at that point. I was almost, you know, making the same amount as I was making just you know, working as a fitness instructor. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to turn this into a business. So that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. So I'm kind of going back into your story a little bit um, because I think it's great how life is, you allow life to, to naturally unfold. Um what is it that first drew you to health and wellness to begin with? Um, well, I, I, I used to live in New York um, and I moved to New York City by myself at a very young age. Um, I was 18 and I worked in bars and in the nightlife and it was just like, you know, I lived a actually very unhealthy lifestyle um, for a while. And I kind of just had awakening, you know, and I was just like, you know, I need to change my, my, my eating habits. I need to stop drinking, you know, I need to stop partying. And then, um, that's how kind of the whole fitness journey started. So it started a little bit later for me. I would say it started for me in my twenties, you know, in my early twenties. Okay. Well, that's not too, that's not too late. And you had mentioned you were reading labels. I started to read labels when I was around like 19 or 20 and, um, dive into macronutrients. And it's really mind boggling one that there's is so much bad stuff in foods that are defined or let's just say labeled as healthy. Right. Uh, um, and then the other thing that blows my mind is so few people, and, and I think the number is growing now with with just awareness of, of this being out there, but um, so few people who know to look at the labels and understand how many carbs or like more so sugars 
um, in a serving are actually really unhealthy. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think also like, you know, people love to follow like trends too, you know, um, I always think, yes, numbers are very important. And of course, you know, you always should look into, you know, into your, um, into your calories, into your carbs and things like that. But to me, like what's also like really important is, um, when a product is a hundred percent natural, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's like the most important thing for me more than even calories or carbs and sugar and fat and things like that. You know, it's kind of like, what are the ingredients being used, you know? Um, and then when I was doing Tinola, um, because there's such a trend right now with the low carb diet and keto and things like that, you know, a lot of, of my clients and even friends were like, Oh, why don't you do a keto, like, you know, granola? Why don't you do like, and I just wanted to, number one, I just didn't want to compromise the taste. I wanted to be that homemade kind of grandma's granola, like taste, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I just wanted to be natural. I didn't want to put any artificial sweetener. Um, I didn't want to put anything that would, um, you know, that we wouldn't be able to pronounce. So I just wanted to make it as homemade as, as close to homemade as possible and just really use simple ingredients, you know? So that was my goal for sure. When I was developing the recipe. I think that's awesome. My boyfriend and I were talking about uh, processed foods and things last night. And I was like, okay, I went through a long period of my life where, um, I ate paleo and I've like done all different types of trends and things. And I really liked the way my body felt. I would not eat anything, you know, processed or unnatural. And, and, you know, obviously I would get off the paleo diet at some point and I was just like, okay, it's, it's just from the earth. Maybe it's not paleolithic, right. but you know, it's not, um, it's, it, it's something that's meant to be digested by my body. And, um, I knew that my body always felt really great then. So I applaud you for, um, staying natural and wanting to go that way because that's already a leg up for, you know, your consumer's nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's very important to me that it was just like real food, you know, absolutely. And, and, And ingredients that our body can digest, you know, because yes, don't take me wrong. Of course, like using a, a artificial sweetener here and there, it's not an issue, you know, but especially for like a, you know, the type of food like granola is such a staple, like breakfast, everyday type of food, you know, you don't want to be putting into, you don't want to be using those artificial sweeteners every day, you know? So that's mm-hmm. why like I chose coconut sugar because to me, you know, it's one of the healthiest, um, plant-based sweeteners out there. Um, and you know, we, we only use a hundred percent organic coconut sugar and organic coconut oil. So you can get a cleaner granola than that. <laughs> That's great. And are you doing all in, oh, excuse me, all organic ingredients? Well, I'm not a hundred percent organic just because the process of getting certified organic, um, it's not as easy, you know, so, um, I'm not a hundred percent certified organic, mm-hmm. you know? but then, 
you know, like anything in life, you kind of have to pick your battle. So to me, like what was really important was to use a organic um, oil and organic sugar, Mm -hmm. which I think that are the two most inflammatory things to the body, you know, the ingredients. Um, So that's why I really focus in, in getting the organic coconut sugar and then organic coconut oil. That's great. Well, tell me a bit more about your your process because I imagine at first you were baking your granola at home in your oven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so- yeah, I know it's it's wild. I was making like ten bags for like an hour and a half, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people don't know what it's like. Where you, eventually you have to, depending on the cottage industry laws in your city or state. Maybe you can make some things at home, but if you want to scale, yeah. you need to get a, a commercial kitchen, right? Yeah. So basically, in Florida, you can uh, you can you know label as cottage food anything that uh, you know you're taking home less than fifty thousand a year. So, um, and then if you go over fifty thousand, then you do have to get um, the you know FDA approved and things like that. So. Um, what I started doing, it was started baking at home, you know, um, but to get my wholesale license to be able to sell it outside and to retailers and things like that, I would have to be in a commercial kitchen. So um, that's what we use now. We, we rent a commercial kitchen in, um, in North Miami and, and then you go there and they have, you know, all the industrial ovens. So like, let's say like it would take me like an hour and a half to literally like bake 10 bags of granola, you know? Um, now it takes me like less than 10 minutes. Wow. I know it's pretty wild. Is it that the ovens bake more or is it just that you're so able to make stronger. them larger bags? They're so much stronger. Yeah. They're so much stronger and they, they make a lot of more. And I mean, a lot, there is a lot more space too, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's say like, I think one of the ovens can fit about like just one of the ovens that they have can fit about like 80 bags per, you know, per like, I guess, baking like time. Like, so you know, before it would take me like, you know, an hour and a half. And now I can make like 80 bags in like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So what was the learning curve like when you moved to a different oven? Um, you know, I kind of learned pretty fast, I think. Um, because, um, yeah, just I, I, I kind of like learned pretty fast. I, I thought it was going to be a lot more. Uh, I think I was so used to making so like I had been doing the granola for, you know, almost a whole year without using commercial oven. So it was so like already organic to me to do it. And then when I moved there, I kind of just like, you know, I to be honest with you, I've never really like did a testing or anything. Like the first batch just came out like the way that, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. That it was. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So, um, are you now still just doing, um, online orders and, and orders through like social and drop off or have you moved? No, into a- no. So into we're like in a few coffee shops in mm-hmm. uh, Miami. Um, we are also in a few like, 
uh, convenience like stores, like little markets inside of um, like high rise buildings. So Mm -hmm. there's like, you know, a few of those um, around downtown and we're in those um, it's like a little chain market um, that they have in, inside of these like high-rise buildings. And then we're also in the Ward of Astoria in Boca Raton. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's we're getting great. there little by mm-hmm. little. That's so great. Is anyone using, are any like uh, the acai bowls or smoothie shops using you for topping? Uh, yeah. So right now we're just selling it Um as bags, like, so as individual packaging, um, Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, like what you just said, it's called like food service. So Mm -hmm. that's a market that I'm like starting to study right now. And then I kind of want to dive into more, um, and start selling it by the bulk, you know, because this is all new to me too. I only had this idea that when I started this, I would only do, I would only create a food packaged, um, product, you know, but then, you know, the more I got to like, you know, know the market, I'm like, there's just many other, you know, um, ways that I can do this, you know, and one of them is doing the food service, which is pretty much selling it by the bulk, like you said, and then just adding into either like, you know, like smoothie bowls or like breakfast buffets, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or just like toppings in a yogurt bar or something. So yeah, there's, um, there's a lot to explore still, you know, I'm pretty, pretty no to this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think it's cool that you are moving pretty, what seems like pretty quickly. Um, and like any industry, the food industry is so in depth and there's so many different ways that you can go and grow. So yeah, I think it is. It's like, you know, um, one thing that, you know, like the world can go upside down, but, you know, people need to eat food. So I think that there's like one industry that, you know, doesn't matter what we're going through, we'll always survive in a way. It's the food industry, you know, because it's what we need to survive, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, tell me a bit more about um, your recipes and the the, the flavors uh, that you've created. Yeah. So right now we have two flavors. Um, I also, you know, it's I'm working on adding more flavors into into our selection too. That's you know that's on the making right now. But we have our best sellers, which is the Choconola and the Brainola. So the Choconola is made with 72% dark chocolate, pecan, coconut flakes, and sunflower seeds. Um, And this is like my best selling one, you know, because it's chocolate. People love chocolate in I like to describe it as eating like a healthy oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, but all crumbled up in a granola um, Mm. form. So it's really delicious. You can eat it anytime. Um, It's great for snacks in the afternoon. I always have it with like, you know, on my midday snack with like coffee um, to just, you know, if you need that, if you have that sweet tooth, like, you know, in the middle of the day. And then my favorite one is actually the Brainola, which is the more traditional um, granola. Um, it's all the superfoods to feed the brain. So it's very nutty. It's full of omega-6 and omega, omega-3 and omega-6. 
Um, we have like flax seeds, cashews, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, almonds, um, and then the the oats, coconut sugar, and coconut oil with a hint of sea salt. So it's like very nutty. Mm sweet but with that hint of sea salt you know so mm. that one is my favorite one because it's like the most traditional like granola like recipe kind of thing that you can find um so yeah so we have these two flavors um people love them like i said the best selling one is the chocanola because i you know people just love chocolate right <laughs> absolutely yeah and both flavors are plant-based they're 100% vegan so we don't use animal products um our chocolate is vegan too so it's dairy free um and yeah i mean it's pretty delicious both of them i think they're very different from one another you know one is more like you know to me granola screams health and um just because of the ingredients and then choconola is like a treat but without the guilt you know mm -hmm. absolutely yeah mm. yeah they both sound absolutely amazing i know once we're done talking i'm gonna get on your website <laughs> like, okay i need some of these they sound so great well yeah. I'm, I'm just really pumped and they everything sounds amazing when you look you know of the windshield of life and what's to come. Um, what are you, what are you hoping to, to do with your brand? Uh, you know, it's really crazy that this, um, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it because we can always get it after. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I just got selected. Um, uh, I mean, this is just the first phase, but I got, um, selected for the shark tank. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, for the season 13. So now I have to pass another test. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But regardless, if it does, you know, I'm just throwing it out there to the universe because that's how I, I live life. But regardless, if it happens or not, I'm just like so blown away when they contacted me because, you know, um, I'm sure there's me and a million other people trying to, you know, get into the show and so many talented people. And I never really saw myself, like I said to you two years ago, being in the food business. So, you know, I feel like the sky is the limit. I don't really have much of like, you know, I don't really, it's not like, I'm not like a vision board kind of person. I go as, you know, as life comes to me. Um, but I definitely feel like, you know, this is just the beginning of something like really wonderful. So I'm really excited for what's ahead. Well, that's super exciting. And this is so funny. I don't know if I can, I should say this not or either, but I just, I feel like I have to. So apologies everybody for the little sidebar. It is relevant to Shark Tank. Um, and I think it's a good sign for youth Alita. Um, so at my gym here in Dallas, there's a Saturday morning, uh, dance class and, I've always wanted to take it. It's like, but it's out in the open in front of everybody. And, and there are no mirrors. It's not like fun lighting. I'm like, ah, oh, I still want to do this, this uh, class at some point. So today I was uh, at the, the gym with my boyfriend and I wasn't having a great workout. So I just was observing the dancers for the most part and like soaking up their energy. Yeah. <laughs> and, I this guy and I'm like, man, I was like, that really looks like Mark Cuban. It must be his twin. <laughs> and then no. as we were leaving, I said something to my boyfriend. I'm like, doesn't that guy look like Mark Cuban? He's like, that's because it is. 
my god are you kidding me i'm not kidding i was like wow i was like well he's in this class dancing no shame and there were plenty of other men and people of all different like shapes sizes and ages and styles i'm like you know what that gives me the confidence to uh to do that class next time but i just think it's it's so funny that um you know how things align and you know you've been selected to potentially be on the show and then just today this morning oh my gosh yeah one of you know one of the the cast members that, that so. is crazy that is crazy and we always had this i feel like the, the moment we met we had this kind of like i feel like our our stars were aligned somewhat you know absolutely there's this, some sort of synergy right right <laughs> yeah we had this like energy that just kind of like Matt halfway kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm very pumped for you. I, I, I think this is all a very good sign for you. And um, I have some questions that are more focused on you as a person rather than Tinola. Sure. Um, so you said you're not much of a vision board person. And from our time spent together, um, I, I love how you engage with life. But do you have a, a certain like motto or mantra that you live by in any way? I just, um, I guess like when I want something, I'm just very like, you know, I just kind of like, um, I don't even know how to say it in English. Like there's a saying in Portuguese that says like, I just wear the shirt. Like I would just like, I'll just take it, whatever it is. Like if it's already mine. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I kind of see things like, you know, um, I try not to, like I said, when I say I'm not like a, like, you know, I don't really have a vision board. I'm not like one of those, you know, those people that just, you know, like really have to visualize and cut and glue and like, you know, like, you know, I, to me, it's almost like I already like. I already own it. I already like, I'm already wearing it, you know? So that's Mm -hmm. how I kind of um, see it. And like I said, you know, I I really do believe in in just, I I really do believe that the universe is always working towards whatever it's best for me. So if things don't happen, it just wasn't meant to be mine. So I'm not also like, I also don't hold on to things or to people, for example, like, you know, even with relationships in my life, you know, once things don't work out, I just, I can just walk away from things and and not really look back too much, you know? That's really beautiful um, to, to be that way. And I feel like the, your, your way of being is what so many gurus try to tell people to be or how to, to experience oh. <laughs> life. And that is to like, no, just, just if you, this is what you want, or this is how you want things to be. You have to understand that you, you need to become it before you have it or, or whatever. Right. And live yeah. as if you have it already. So that's pretty, pretty deep sis. And pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you naturally, um, <laughs> you naturally engage. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's not much to explain, you know, it's like one of those things that it's like, it's, you know, you feel it, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, I know when I'm on my path or things just feel right, or you have that like aha moment and you can't help but become obsessed with something. And it, every time you think about it or work about it or engage with that person, it's positive energy and it's in, it's enriching your life. 
Um, whether you're building a relationship, a friendship, a business, or just building a cool experience, there's there's goodness there. For sure. This is um, a question that I ask everybody uh, that I have the pleasure of talking with. And uh, it is, if you could go back in time and talk to a younger version of yourself and give her advice, um, what age would you be? And what would you say? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, even though of like, you know, we talked about like letting go and just being, you know, I guess free spirited in a way of letting, um, life, um, take its own, um, unfold the way that it's supposed to be. I've always been a warrior, you know, like I worry a lot. Um, I think I'm like the first child and, I'm the firstborn in my family. So um, I guess I would go back in my early 20s and just tell myself that not to worry so much, um, that that things, you know, things that life, I guess, has its way to, to make things work, you know. So I guess just to worry less and, and just to trust more. Mm-hmm. And for sure, my early 20s, you know, now – you know, now I'm able to, to, to do that. Um, but before I wasn't, yeah. I think that's nice. Um, I wonder if it's a part of your personality or just a part of becoming more experienced in life to see how things do typically work out for the better. And it's more of a mindset thing than anything. Yeah. I I think it's both too, right? I mean, I've always been like a go getter and, I've always been someone that I want to get things done, you know, and when they don't, when things don't go my way, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to just force it, force it, you know? And then I guess with like, with time and with maturity, you just like learn that, you know, um, that it really is true when they say, you know, whatever it's meant to be yours will find its way to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm a firmer believer of that, you know, because I think that um, there's just certain things in life that we can't, we can't force, you know? Oh, I agree. And the more you try to force it, the greater it resists. Yes. Very good. Well, um, is there anything else that you would like to share about Tinola, you, life, Um, um, our listeners? No, I mean, I guess I would just tell you know, if I could give people an advice, um, about, I guess my own experiences and life experiences is to just, you know, don't, um, just always think outside the box, you know, don't label yourself as anything or don't think of yourself as, you know, um, just what you're doing at this time. I feel like a lot of times too I did that you know I'm like oh I'm a fitness instructor like that's what I am you know um I don't see myself doing anything else you know and then Mm -hmm. you know once you you're able to just you know kind of see yourself out of the labels and out of the box you know a lot of things can happen just naturally and um you know you'll be surprised how many how many in one we can be you know (laughs) Absolutely. That's, that's a beautiful advice. I used to struggle with that, like identity, who am I, what am I, 
you know, am I meant to do just one thing my whole life? And just yesterday I was talking about the, the paths that I've been on since I graduated from university. I'm like, my goodness, I've had several different identities, but as far as like career wise, but you're not really what you do in life. Um, and, or you could be, you know, you could embody that. But what I love is like, no, I'm not just one thing. I'm not just one, one career path. I'm all of these different things. And they really gel together. And it's allowed me to be flexible in life and pivot and become honestly more, um, better. How do I say this? Multidimensional mm-hmm. and have this wealth of uh, experience. And it's all because I didn't want to just, you know, stay as a lobbyist, uh, and work in Washington, DC. And not that there's anything wrong with it, but I could have held on to that really tightly. Um, yeah. but being able to shift identity or shift paths is, is really beautiful. So I think that's solid advice. Thank you. No, oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, absolutely. Well, Salida, it's been a pleasure. Um, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find, um, more Tinola. Um, we, uh, you can find more Tinola on my website. So if you're not, if you're Miami based, you can find Tinola at, um, different coffee shops in Edgewater and Wynwood, but you can also just go to my Instagram. I'm always posting, um, where you can find our products, what, you know, um, when we just, when we, when we deliver like new, um, when we do new, new deliveries and things like that. Um, so you can go to my Instagram, which is Tinola underline granola. Um, and it's the same for my website. It's um, Tinola.com. And you can either, if you're not based in Miami, um, we ship it nationwide. So um, it's a pretty easy process to just go and order there. <laughs> Great. Well, and for everybody who's listening, it's the letter T. Yes. The letter no T, letter yes, on, right? yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, thank you so very much. I'm honored to get to share your story with some lovely people and I can't wait to get um, some yummy delivery soon. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me too. This has been so much fun and I'm so glad you're doing this too. And you know, just spreading out the love out there. I'm sure you're going to touch many beautiful hearts. So thank you. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblett. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and her drive to success.